Hello and welcome back to another Dear Self with Love podcast episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Feels amazing to have a month under our belt already. Um, If I haven't said it here yet, uh, what we'll do with this podcast is uh, weekly episodes and every fourth week I release a guided meditation for paid subscribers. You'll notice that I missed posting an episode last week. It was because I was busy getting my spring offerings together and had some hiccups with travel coming back from my time in North Myrtle Beach visiting my mom. Um, So I'm going to give you two little ones this week to make up for it. Um, But if you are coming back and you've been listening to these episodes so far, um, and maybe you are already a paid subscriber, uh, I just want to say thank you so much for being here, no matter what, whether you are tuning in to just the episodes or you've signed up to receive the meditations too. It means so much to have your presence here in this space and um, I feel really grateful to you listeners because uh, this has sort of been my way of easing back into coaching and getting comfortable with uh, getting back out there after a long hiatus and um, the love that I've received for this podcast so far has just been really nourishing and meant a lot to me. So I'm grateful to come here and pour different practices of how you can love yourself even deeper, be present with yourself, hold yourself accountable in this space, and uh, weave it in with um, all of the different knowledge and trainings that I've been through when it comes to the subconscious mind and all the passion I feel for creative practices and mental health awareness. So Thank you for making this possible by tuning in. I'm so excited for this to be a consistent place for us to hang out. Um, And since I mentioned it, I do, in the energy of invitation, want to at least let you know about the offerings that I have other than this free podcast and $5 a month subscription for the meditations uh, that are coming up. That's why I've been a bit behind recording this episode for you. Um, And there are two opportunities to work with me more intimately this spring that I just feel, I feel pretty emotional to be at this point. I I posted on Instagram last night um, images that I made that I crafted from beginning to end for the different programs with the font that I designed for the Dear Self With Love planner and just like pouring so much intentional energy into it um, and getting to the point where I, you know, was creating the different information pages and Notion to tell more about the programs and reaching the point where I'm like, here are the links, here's a sign up, book in a call if you have any questions, like reaching that point last night. I was getting pretty emotional because um, there was a point in time that I wasn't quite sure if I would be returning to this work because my burnout was just so, so intense and I felt so, so depleted. And I know I've processed that here on this platform, but um, 
it feels it feels super charged to be able to be at the place where I'm sharing about it. Um, so the two opportunities, one is a, a group coaching program called the Full Cup Club, uh, which comes from my long-standing metaphor of being able to refill your own cup so that you can pour from overflow rather than pouring from an empty cup. Uh, this is going to be an awesome eight-week season together where we will have weekly group coaching calls. This is a mixture of guided group coaching exercises, community masterminds. Uh, We have a guided hypnosis calls that are going to be The themes are going to be determined and pre-written based on what you need most as a group at this time. Uh, Those calls will be then turned into tracks that you can keep in your arsenal of personal self-care tools. Uh, We'll also do some end-of-month reflections and timeline exercises on those calls. And those are going to be weekly for eight weeks. And then we'll have four co-working calls uh, throughout the the eight weeks together as well on a bi-weekly basis and a 24-7 Discord community chat as a place to keep the conversation and momentum and community going when we are not together on calls. So this space is going to be all about pouring into yourself so that you have the energy and the resources and the self-worth to be able to keep pouring into your creative projects, your passions, your people. If you are a coach, a healer, a teacher, a busy parent, whatever the case may be, if you have other people to show up for in your life, this is going to be an amazing space to be able to pour into yourself first so that you can serve from overflow. Um, And this is going to be the spring season. So uh, we'll be together for eight weeks, but it is something that I have every intention of being able to do through different seasons of the year. But I really like the structure of like the eight-week commitment so that we can get really intentional about what is present for us this spring. And then the other opportunity to work more intimately intimately with me is my new one-on-one program, Sense of Self, which is going to be 12 deeply held weeks of one-on-one space with just you and me. This program is perfect for folks who are on the brink of change and they're going into a season of change or they currently are in a season of change and they just want to embrace it, embody it, and make the most of it and feel like they could use some extra support around it. Usually when we go through these levels of change, uh, we do a lot of excavating, we're releasing a lot of stuff, we're purging a lot of stuff, we're embodying and accepting what got us to this point. We're looking out Uh, forward on the horizon to all the new things that wait for us. And as exciting as it can be, sometimes this kind of season can also feel lonely. So I'm really looking forward to holding that deep space for people and um, working intimately with folks again. So if you want to learn about either of those programs, I'm going to put those links down in the show notes uh, so that you can learn more. I'm enrolling for the spring season, enrollment is open, and I look forward to answering any questions you might have, connecting with you if we feel like we are a good fit. So without further ado, let's get into today's topic, which is inspired by the time that I had in Myrtle Beach with 
my mom, um, and something that I've been doing with my travel practices for quite some time now, uh, since my partner Taj gifted me an Instamax Polaroid camera, and it really is just an invitation to practice presence in a different way. Um, and whether or not you have a Polaroid camera or a disposable camera or if you've ever had the experience of working with either of those things, you know what it feels like to have the delayed gratification of waiting to develop film. Now, a disposable camera is a bit different because you literally, you don't know until you like finish the whole roll and take it in. But with a Polaroid, your delayed gratification is only momentarily where you have to like take the picture, put it in your pocket or some dark place and let it develop. And then you get to look. But uh, I specifically want to talk about um, my experience with Polaroids and travel and how it relates to presence because I have a cute little ritual attached to this that I've done with um, my partner, my friends, and now my mom. Um, and I want to share it with you because I think it can become a sort of metaphor for how we can experience creativity within boundaries, but also be really present to savoring like limited resources. So, to set the scene for you, uh, the Instamax Polaroid camera uh, comes with a specific type of film that you load in, and uh, there's only 10 photos in a pack. Um, and I usually give myself the challenge or the invitation to, like, if I'm traveling somewhere, I know I'm going to do, like, all right, I'm just going to use these 10, or I might, you know, buy a few packs and be like, I'm just going to do these 30. And have a set limit of um, photos. And this past time with my mom, I had two to finish up in an old pack uh, and a fresh pack of 10. So I knew my limit was 12 and we were going to spend a week together. So this idea of really practicing presence in wanting to capture the most uh, beautiful 12 moments that I could. And that's what working with this does is that instead of thinking of like just photos that you do digitally where you kind of like can snap a bunch and you might never even look at them again because you just trust that they're there and you got exactly what you wanted by documenting it. Um, with this, it becomes like wanting to capture a moment where if you're looking on your phone and you're going through an archive of a trip, you can see like you might have 10 of the same photo um, and it doesn't have the same sort of like uh, sentiment as if you have one precious physical photo, right? Like there's this, there's this pressure to capture the, the moment that you feel is worthy enough of a physical photo like that. But there's also this excitement around, um, just an awareness to those moments. So being able to really celebrate that becomes fun because either you're capturing the moment and you, it's like you're in the flow and you're like oh this would be a perfect photo I want to remember this moment forever or you honestly end up kind of creating them and that's something that I ended up doing with my mom because with Polaroids at least for me I don't want every single picture to just be smiling at the camera or a selfie or a portrait I want it to capture a story or I want there to be something behind it 
So to walk you through an example of this, um, first of all, I kind of forgot that I brought my camera with me. So when we started using them, uh, we were already a few days in. So then that in changes the parameters of how much time I had to use those 12 photos. Uh, and one thing we had been doing since I got there was taking sunset walks. So I brought, when I remembered I had it, I brought it with me, took it out on a sunset walk. Um, it does have a flash and I, it was getting kind of dark and I wasn't sure if it would even show up. So um, positioned everything just right and to have as much fun as possible knowing that there's not really going to be a background of uh, like water because of how dark it is. I know that the centerpiece is going to be my beautiful mother. So I asked her to like, if I could take her photo and I asked her to like get comfortable and I said, are you comfortable with me giving you a prompt? And you kind of create a pose based on this prompt. And she said, yeah, let's do it. And she kind of already like started to do a pose before I even gave her the prompt. Um, and I didn't have one ready in my mind, but I just kind of blurted one out where I just said like, okay, um, pose how you would at the front of a cruise ship with the wind in your hair making a wish. And she brought her hands together into a praying formation. She was like sort of angled looking out into the distance and she, she closed her eyes. And when I put that photo in my pocket and waited for it to develop and we you know, it was dark outside, so we didn't even look at it until we were back uh, at the condo. Um, but like that whole way back then was just wondering, that whole walk back was just wondering and waiting like, ooh, what is this going to look like? And that excited uh, feeling of anticipation, which is also delayed gratification, right? With with a photo on a screen, on a phone, you can look right away. And if you don't like it, you can retake it. But a thing that happens with Polaroids is like, there's no option to retake it. Uh, I mean, you could, but do you really want two of the same? Not really. Uh, usually you want to like have each moment be its own. So walking back, waiting, getting excited, anticipation. She also took one of me doing a pose towards the sunset. Um, and uh, when we got back to light, we looked at it, and the one of me was, like, completely washed out. You could hardly see me, so that just wasn't wasn't quite right lighting circumstances, but the one of her was so beautiful and stunning. I was just like, this is, this is gold. This is so beautiful, um, and uh, I'll drop it in the, in the Substack post below so you can see it um, as an example, but Honestly, this practice of just being present to capturing moments and then always remembering like that photo will always remind me of our sunset walks and being able to let one photo represent a whole set of memories that kind of makes your mind go into imagination of the mind and filling in the blanks and creating the scene of that sunset point that we would always walk to. Uh, and, you know, because I, this is my first time doing this with my mom, she was 
asking me about other times I've done it. And, you know, like Taj and I on New Year's Eve, we had a set of film that we decided to use while we had friends in town and we had people over and we had like a set number we could use for one night, which was really fun. We've done this with our niece of being able to capture different moments of her growing up, which is really sacred because now we have photos of her as a tiny little baby, her as a toddler, and just like that evolution. Um, but then another really fun example that I was excited to share with my mom when she was asking about it was um, something that I do with my friends, Brina and KP, uh, when we're together, we'll have a set number of photos and we'll use it. And rather than like, you know, setting up for poses or like giving each other prompts, we kind of just say like, okay, this is how many photos we have, like free domain. When you see a photo, take it. Um, and the last time we were together in San Francisco this fall, we had 30 photos and we did this game of when we would take them, we would, you know, get them into a pocket as fast as possible to develop them. And it sort of just became this like fun game of being uh, present to the process of like wanting the photo to turn out and get just the exact ingredients that it needed to develop. Uh, but also just like the giddy anticipation and then the grand reveal and then the like long term longer term because it's just like a long weekend but the longer term game was then collecting 30 photos that we would then sit down together and each pick 10 so we would take 10 home with us um, from the whole like masterpiece of the 30 that we had created together that weekend so I'm sharing all of this and turning it into a podcast episode because I think it is an incredible way to think about delayed gratification and this idea of capturing moments rather than images. And this really gets into my neurolinguistic programming nerdiness because that essentially what happens when you're capturing a moment through a photo is like you're capturing an anchor for or like a portal for like this one thing can represent all these things. And when I look at this, I'm going to remember everything else that was happening around it. So it helps us be able to really change our relationship to how we uh, remember things, how we save our memories, how we um, experience them. But it also can bring back the same feelings that we were feeling of that giddiness, of that excitement, of that sort of sacred energy of like, oh, this is a precious item now that um, it exists and it's the only one of its kind, uh, to kind of just take our, take our like digital age to a different level um, rather than it just sitting in some folder on my phone that I don't look at, they're proudly on my fridge with magnets or they're propped up next to uh, little uh, plants um, and trinkets and crystals and rocks on my altar uh, and they're, they're cherished in a way. So whether you have a Polaroid or not, this can literally just become a... Um, metaphor for how can you capture moments in your life rather than images and 
a practice for being able to do that could be something like photography, but it could also be, you know, one sentence a day, which is something that we do inside of the Dear Self with Love planner was writing down daily memorables. Like what's one moment you want to remember from that day? Uh, And how can you write it in a way that evokes all the different sensory things that were happening around you? Another example I'll give is like we had one photo left when we were getting ready to say goodbye, me and my mom, and she was taking me to the airport. And that day we had realized that we hadn't had any of our favorite, favorite pie from the specific chain of grocery stores that are down in the South, Publix. Um, It's the same key lime pie recipe that I grew up on when I went down to visit my grandparents in Florida uh, years ago. And lucky enough, there are Publix in South Carolina. And um, we realized like we hadn't had any the whole trip. So on the way to the airport, we stopped at a Publix. We got a key lime pie and we set up uh, buy the, the water, buy some palms to just like eat it straight out of the, the tin foil thing. And, um, before we cracked into it, I was like, this is the last photo. Like, this is it. And I had my mom pose in front of some palm trees with the, with the pie and a happy, like expression just washed over her face of like, just the excitement, the joy of being able to like have that final excursion of like, this full sensory experience of the most delicious flavor of that key lime pie, the wind in the trees of the palms, the water in the distance, the knowing that our time is almost up and what a special last way to spend these moments. Um, and just the, the fact that that photo now exists, it tells a whole story of a whole day. So however you capture your life, however you document your life, um, I want to invite you to think about capturing it in a way that if you could only take one photo a day, what would it be? Another awesome platform for this that if you don't have access to a Polaroid camera is the app called One Sec A Day. And this is where you take a tiny little short one second video a day and then you string it together at the end of a year, the end of a month, end of a trip. And you look at how each day was remembered, strung together as a video, and it becomes this incredible little anchor for evoking and sending off all those dopamine signals and serotonin signals of just like happy chemicals that um, bring back the memories of those days. So being able to say like, how would you want to remember this day? And to knowing that sometimes We want to remember parts of our day that maybe aren't the happiest. Maybe we want to remember a deep moving moment that was actually rooted in like significant change, but then being able to honor that and see that and wonder like, how would we represent that can be equally as powerful. Uh, So I want to invite you to think about how you are documenting your life And if you have a practice of documenting your life and creating moments and memories that you feel like you, future you, could look back on and reflect on and see just how much you lived, just how much you experienced. And 
taking photos that tell a story that if you are out there in the future sitting on a rocking chair with your grandchildren looking through a photo album, you could tell the story behind each photo. And it would evoke that same emotion then. So how can stories, how can photos become stories? How can the memorable line in your planner become another way that you can tell stories in the future? How can you collapse this time with now you, past you, and future you to be able to um, take care of all yous at once through this act of creativity and documentation? And the other final thing I want to say about this is that if the idea of documenting your life, if you're like in a stage of um, grief or you're having a really difficult time or you're coming out of a depression or you're in a depression and the idea of documenting your life right now is painful, uh, I 100% have been there. There have been times where it's just been so hard that it's like, why would I? Why would I document this right now? Why would I want to see this right now? Um, and there are big gaps in my my phone my phone photos. Like I can see, like there are moments where I was not documenting anything. There are big gaps in my Polaroid photos. There are big gaps in my journals where I didn't even want to document or write about what I was feeling. So I just want to pause to say I acknowledge that chapter that some people who are listening might be in and maybe instead of documenting a moment you want to remember in your day maybe it's reframing it to look at documenting a moment where you felt a tiny little spark of hope or documenting a moment where you just did the bare minimum of taking care of yourself right maybe you made it to the bathroom and you brushed your teeth or maybe you were able to take a shower or maybe you were able to make the cup of tea maybe it's documenting tiny little moments like that that just allow you to be present to the progress or just the the act of going into an app like one sec a day can become accountability check of seeing like oh did I check this off my list today or going into your planner and writing down. Maybe it's not a memorable moment, but maybe it's writing down your mood and being able to just do something, a tiny little something every day that can build up over time. And you can see like, oh, I've been taking care of this the same way that, you know, you could see yourself taking care of a plant during a hard season or, um, even when it's hard, you still like might feed your cat or take your dog for a walk, right? Like celebrating those small wins. So if it's not documenting a moment you want to remember, maybe it's finding a way to take a photo or a short video of your mood and visually expressing that and seeing what that could lead to, seeing what, what comes up in, inside of you when you think of that possibility. But I would love to know what you think about documenting your life and what kind of practices you have in place for how you uh, keep uh, sacred memories and organize and or categorize and or want to uh, try something new going forward. I'm always looking for different ideas myself, so I'd love to start a conversation about this. If you have any anything to share, please feel free to comment below. I'm really grateful for you and 
wish you the most delicious rest of your day and I'm sending you big, big, good, good, happy, happy equinox vibes and also today's a new moon, a new slate. Astrologers say that this is the energetic astrological new year, so I hope you are feeling that new energy. Um, I love you and I will talk to you in the next episode.